Here is episode 14 with Stephen Sorensen talking about Flamengo, historical timelines, chronology, and all that good stuff. Enjoy. A track that's like um, to, to, to dive headfirst into the research. Like what, 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 there had to have been like, I have, obviously it could have been a string of events, like, you know what I mean? Or what have you, but I'm, I'm just curious to know. I know that's a question that it should be probably asked on live, but I'm recording this. So but what do you think? Well, yeah, it was the, I mean, I'd always kind of been into conspiracy weird stuff throughout my teen years. And when I hit my twenties, I wanted to get more serious about it and start organizing better and really start to understand you know know what i'm talking about not just brushing up on the surface of all these different things but pick one and um sink my teeth into it and that's when i came across from Yenka's new chronology which is it's massive like some 50 years in the making now um the fundamental works for it are these seven volumes that are some six seven hundred pages each so what is that like 50,000 pages almost just for the basic works um which was interesting and i hadn't really spent a whole lot of time like i knew history i was familiar with the basics of it um i didn't study it in an academic setting but i studied it on my own for a while after high school since I dropped out of high school and got my GED because it was such a waste of time. And <clears throat> that's why I was studying American education was I was like, why are people wasting so much time on this? This is such a scam, like eight hours every day for the first 18 years of your life almost like it's nonsense. So <laughs> looking into that, found out about the <clears throat> new chronology stuff and started looking into that to check out how valid it was and spent like two years just reading the basic literature there and trying to get trying to find any professional critique of it and that i'm still trying to find any professional critique of it um of course it's like it's kind of weird there's i don't even know there's just so many people that think that they can they think they can do things that they can't do and they do these things that they can't do, but they think that they are doing them. It's like, uh, I guess psychosis would be the word for it, but I don't, I know that's like a professional term for a specific thing, but yeah. So I'm still trying to find, I'm still trying to find professionals. It's based on chronology and despite what some people say i don't think there are any experts in chronology today otherwise i'd be aware of them at least at least aware of them if not in contact with them i just i got a show called scholarly snippets where i interview people with history degrees or degrees related to the field and i had a phd egyptologist on the other day he said that he could think of five experts in chronology and he only was able to name three off the top of his head and all three of them i wouldn't consider experts they were just egyptologists maybe experts in egyptian chronology yeah so then what do they go by then how do you even go by like like how do you even approach egyptian chronology because look at how fucked up that whole mess that's a that is 
an epic mess from what I've looked into. The only thing that rings true throughout the entire thing is like the uh, the mystery school shit that's like the secret, you know what I mean? Like that's the stuff that seems to have held true at least, right? Um to to if you look I mean like what would do Zahi Hawas. Don't even get me started on these these types of Oh no, no, this was built by blah 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 blah. Fuck you. Like fuck you. You know what I mean? So I guess like wh- that's one of the things that's always I used to be a lot more abrasive with my approach, but over the years oh, I think yeah. I think it's over. I think it's a lot more beneficial to not even oh, sure. Sure. engage in that type of language. Um, when you say when you say chronology, do you mean like chronos? Well, by chronology I mean the study of time. So right. chronos is the god of time, but it's not necessarily studying that God. It's studying time itself and the order of events that have occurred. And that can be really tricky. Even trying to even recall your own sequence of events from your own life, much less other people's lives from hundreds of years ago, it can be a tricky subject. And, um, not it just blows my mind that not many people are looking into it this guy is a phd he says he can name five of them only is able to drop three names and then none of them i would consider experts in chronology potentially just egyptian chronology and even that i don't know how i would i'd be interested in having a discussion with them but i'm still studying before i want to pick that fight yet when i want to really grow these people on the discussion and even by the time i'm feel comfortable grilling them i might not even want to because i might have already learned something else that would change my mind there's that i I have a question so with these uh with with their with their background their um their education is it jesuit is it where do they get their education to make them professionals I don't know. I've, I've, I looked That's briefly important. into them. I, I was able to find the educational information on two of them. I think they've all got their PhDs in Egyptology. One of them, I've only, I think they only had like two publications with chronology in the title. And the other one was, uh, I don't know. But yeah, it'd be interesting to look into that. I mean, if you think about it, I say I only have a seventh grade education. I go everything by what I learned from experience. And uh, are you aware that um, the Vatican holds a second library? I think I've heard rumors about that. Yeah. I haven't looked too deeply into it. It's in St. Louis. It's in St. Louis, Missouri. It's under the um, Pope Pius XII uh, library at SLU university. That doesn't surprise me. There's I've, I don't mean to get all weird, but this is relevant. (laughs) And the reason I know that is because I was there. I, uh, they're doing construction work there. They're doing a, a rehab for the second time in four years where they were hardening all the electrics and everything like that. They're making an EMP proof, this and that. But uh, yeah, they have, they have a second auxiliary library. So what, what they do is anything, they can order anything they want from the Vatican and they bring it here. It's kept in St. Louis. So, but that's the library where a chronology exists. Am I right? I mean, if you had access to that, well, it's still a limited bulk of material, but it's good to know about what different libraries are in existence that are holding that type of material. There, I would imagine there is work in there that's uh, relevant to chronological studies. 
Yeah, do you have access to it? No, and that's why I wonder about these. Uh, how could you even be a professional if you don't have access to the records? Well, even for the main Vatican Library, you have to have very specific, yeah. very specific, uh, yeah. yeah, credentials. You and have to beyond that, when you're trying to get stuff out of it, you have to already know what it's called to get it. It's um, like FOIA right. shit, dude. It's like requesting a FOIA document. You have yeah. to. You literally because the it's the archive is so huge and vast. It's miles and miles and miles and miles. And reading the reading American Cosmic and Diana Walsh Pasolka, she had a, she she had access because she's a religious, she's the director of religious uh, studies for UNC Wilmington, and the, she's also yeah she's got a PhD as well, and she's a I think she's a practicing Catholic. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, but she's dude. I I don't like I I I thought that I laughed that same way like a week ago. Or two weeks ago, I want to say, and after kind of like reading the whole thing, absorbing it, then having communication with her, and not and like kind of knowing about her and like hearing interviews with her, I respect that because I don't think it's coming from a. Uh, I think it's coming from an actual standpoint of like purity, if that makes sense. Like, like I I'll let her have that. Do you know what I mean? Kind of not not yeah. judge. I guess it's a weird thing because like Catholicism. It's really easy to um, just write off anything that's Christian these days. Well, to some degree, you got to separate the art from the artist. Thank you, and and also, there's something to a lot of it. So, like that technology that's being uh, suppressed by the Vat by the Vatican, and you know, name you know all most of these religions is. Uh, holy shit just any anybody with a critical mind that reads the council of nicaea and reads the you know that the fact that by a narrow vote jesus was vote like um by a narrow vote literally by a couple votes apparently and jesus and i don't know how true it is but jesus was apparently voted a god instead of a man for the mm. for the fall so what and that's what 200 that's like second century uh, first century ad so, or second century? In so, Council of Nicaea, it was yeah, 200, 200 to 300s. There you go. So, yeah, that, it, the, that, the fact that that, if that's true, happened, then <laughs> I can't. Well, yeah, Fomenko. Yeah, 325. Fomenko just took everything they wrote down, am I correct? And looked at the uh, astrological, so he applied everything astrologically to what they were claiming, right? We started finding. Nah, that's not what happened. So what Fomenko did was he submitted the King's List. Well, he submitted a lot of the fundamental textual records to a textual analysis to determine dependencies and independencies between the texts. And so, God damn, this, I should be going live, you guys. So through the statistical analysis, he was able to determine whether or not it was likely if a if two texts were dependent on each other. So they nice. either ones copied off of the other or they share a common source or if they're independent from each other they come from two different traditions that are unrelated and through that he discovered a ton of these synchronisms uh, between the texts he established a lot of the fundamental ruling dynasties were dependent uh, they were basically like telephone games like one one camp wrote it a certain way and the other camp wrote it a different way and so they're kind of like kind of similar like you can still tell that they're 
either one's based on the other, they share a common origin, and then that's how he crunches it all down. But he does use astrology as well. He does uh, the astronomical. So it's more it's more astronomical than astrological, and he takes yeah. horoscopes and read <laughs> dates those and to the last uh, 1,200 years or so. And so basically he crunches everything into the last 1,200 years, and his argument is that it's all in the last 1,200 years because that's when the dawn of civilization was, when people started to actually – get into larger groups to develop sciences and uh, more tools and laws and poetry arts um, to everything that is the hallmark and cornerstones of civilization calendars and uh, stuff like that so but yeah textual analysis and astronomical analysis is the fundamentals of that and it's interesting because for the last like four or five years i've been trying to get astronomers to look at the astronomy stuff i've been trying to get mathematicians to look at the textual analysis stuff and nobody wants to touch it because wikipedia has labeled it as a pseudoscience pseudo historical conspiracy theory so how do the russians uh perceive um fomenko what is his mixed bag some of them i think for the most part they don't care about it or they've never heard about it and then there it does have a decent following like they've made a bit of money off of it they've they just opened up a museum last year to share their findings and their discoveries and with all that being said it still is worth keeping in mind that potentially it could be a psyop like yeah it could be complete disinformation and this guy really has fudged all the data and is purposefully lying to suit political goals. Um, calendars, at least in the ancient age and medieval age, were mostly controlled by political powers. So the ruling class had um, sole proprietor uh, over calendars. And so... And it does. It it affects the way that you perceive your role in the world and where you're at today. Um, to think that your savior died for your sins two thousand years ago, and everything has happened since then, you can just skip over the other stuff. You don't need to focus on that because here we are today. We got to save the souls, or if you're Islamic, um, you know that happened some thirteen hundred, fourteen hundred years ago. Now the prophet Muhammad came to finally deliver us message of god or allah or whatever religion you come from it it plays into how you see yourself if you're an atheist then chances are you probably believe in evolution and you see yourself in a long line of millions of years of development and we're finally here in the present day and it's it's all uh stuff that was created uh just recently really the these different ideas so it's funny um when I first got like an idea of uh, when I started thinking about that, what I had learned in school or, or whatever, and started questioning it was when I learned about Joseph Campbell as being a collective mythologist. Is monomyth. So, yeah. So this guy, this is 20 years ago, but him just uh, the collective mythologist looking at mythology and finding, um, you know, it's kind of like, what you're describing before um analyzing the text putting them together so he did the same thing and he finds this is like the monomyth on steroids 
this is like yeah. not just mythology yeah. all comes from one thing, but like all these branches of history are actually based on one original strain. And it's good to with Joseph Campbell because the power of myth, you know, whatever. So we could even be, everything could be a lie. You have to keep that. And it's all myth, like a, a, a story we, we told over and over again. Right. So empires and, uh, oligarchs and kings and queens basically maintain their power just by establishing a history of themselves when, when it doesn't even exist. Yeah. Repetition <laughs> doesn't make something true. As, right. You can say it as many times as you want. You're not going to turn into a pink elephant. Maybe <laughs> in your mind you will, but to the rest of us, you're still a person. So with that, is there any kind of like any kind of foundation in history you go by that you would say that is definitely like, is there a, a time like a hundred years in American history you're pretty solid on. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I would kind of maybe around like 1700s, 1800s stuff starts to get a bit more clear on mm -hmm. what happened. But even then there is still some dispute on what really happened in those years. And up to this present day, you, any new discovery needs to be taken with a grain of salt. And especially when we're talking about dating things. Um, yeah. Like I was talking about chronology, I don't think there's any real experts in chronology that you could talk to, um, potentially in different areas of chronology, but they don't know about the full scope of it. The, like uh, you can't get degrees in chronology. You can't get a bachelor's or a master's or a PhD, which is just oh, wow. to me. Chronology is the backbone of history. It's like without chronology, history is just a mess. There's no order rhyme or reason at all for it and so for there to be no degree in chronology it just blows my mind you can get a degree in astronomy which is the kind of the basis for chronology but yeah. i don't get it but okay. i do yeah, pretty weird a, this is a conspiracy because you would think right I think if anything, person. I think it's just human stupidity that baseline stupidity that ripples through us all <laughs> i don't know could there be societies that like we were talking about the Vatican earlier that, you know, maybe in that library, there is a good chronology and that's the reason no one's allowed in it. Yeah. I, I don't know about any conscious conspirators that are set out to hide this, but maybe there are some out there. I'd, I'd be interested in seeing any evidence for it. I, I sort of take stuff uh, base by base, starting out with the core evidence, any, any single claim that could be made. So if the claim is there are conspirators hiding chronological information from us, I would like to know what the basis of that claim is and then work from there. Well, what do you think? I mean, about, well, we are in the age of empires. You could probably, we're witnessing America as an empire, you know, the chronological start from 1776 to today. And, you know, that's the basis of who we are, you know? So every nation, every king or queen, king or queen's list, like you were saying with Flamenco, um, that would be the conspiracy. So you see where I'm coming from? Like, not conspiracy as in, like a conspiracy theory, but a conspiracy of people just trying to maintain power or, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, well, maybe, it would, but how, how do you define conspiracy? Cause I would define it as two or more people working together yeah. with a hidden agenda. Yep. 
I don't think it's too hidden that people are trying to maintain the status quo, though. So maybe maybe it is a conspiracy to some degree, but as far as a specific conspiracy to keep people from studying chronology, I don't know if that exists. I think it's just, okay, like I, I said, nobody really it's knows. It's just our stupidity. If we were to look, we'd be able Well, yeah, I don't know. And stupidity, it's an interesting topic, too, because, like, what is stupidity? What constitutes that? Um, where with certain information, if you were exposed to the fact that chronology is the baseline of history and that it's worth studying and understanding, then people would become interested in it. Um, I mean, maybe if they're not. Uh, uh, yeah, stupidity, it's a difficult thing to define and to point out because one really stupid action for one person could be a really smart action for another. So mm -hmm. I don't know. So in your five years, where have you gotten so far? <laughs> five years I've covered, I've looked into briefly at least all of the main ancient historians and for uh, Greek and Roman history, I've uh, looked into quite a bit of astronomy stuff. Um, I've really just been studying and becoming more mm, educated on the topic, uh, being able to use the language of these different types of studies to communicate with people that are um, already more educated in it, trying to instill. I've, when I first started it, I was a bit more provocative and I would try and provoke responses from these professionals by contacting directly or making bold assertions that are based on the new chronology so that they would have to address new chronology to address the um, assertion. But since then, maybe for the last two, three years now, I've really since I started my website, I've been more so just uh, not bugging as many people about it. But um building up my collection of information so that people can see what I've already covered and where I'm heading with it, uh, creating more of a basis, a following of people that want to learn more about chronology or people who support me, what I'm doing and trying to foster more professional uh, attention to it. And so far, not many people are interested in it. I mean, it's such a... <laughs> Like this guy who said he could name five people, only name three, and none of them really are up to my standard on it. And nice. I haven't found anyone that's an expert in chronology that could tell you the basics of chronology for different parts of the world and where these different ideas come from. Um, like the idea that we're 2,000 years out from Christ. There's not many people that would even... like. In history, from what I understand, the, the majority of historians are modern historians, and these modern historians study like major world events, not just not like the history of history and how it was written and determined, but like when did these wars happen? When was America founded? Um, things like that. Right. After that, potentially the next biggest group of historians are biblical historians or people who study the Near East and. Uh, Egypt and Israel and things like that. And they kind of just, they study just their area. They don't expand beyond that. What, what really blows my mind is the complete, almost complete disregard for provenance studies, which is the tracing the history of ownership or the history of an item, which is huh. 
when I say I've looked into like the fundamental records of these ancient historians from, because Greek and Roman history is really the fundamental backbone for most of world history, um, at least for European history. And as I think, I think it's common knowledge that European most history is uh, Eurocentric. It comes through a European lens, and it's true because um, other countries they weren't uh, paying as close mind to their history right. until just recently with the globalization. Um, so yeah, provenance studies—that's the history of ownership, and so some of even these big names that are into like we were talking about how do we know Christ was around 2000 years. They don't know where these manuscripts come from. They might know the names of them and what's in them. But as far as the history of their ownership goes, it's not well established. I've done a bit of work on it on my website, but it's really difficult to trace anything prior to like the 1500, 1400 mark, which is where it becomes really obscure. And that's like how it is for basically every single record in existence for ancient and medieval history. They start appearing during the Renaissance. And that's enough reason for me to be a little suspicious, um, to at least want to be familiar with it before saying for certain, oh yeah, we can definitely trust this. This is definitely from a guy 4,000 years ago or 3,000 years ago or so. Um, so, it's, so it's been about two years since you were on RX. And I took a peek at your, uh, your, your work and I didn't follow through, but I have noticed in the last two years, you're saying, um, I think there is an interest for it and the kind of YouTube channels that are getting popular. I think uh, right now it's at Howie, uh, oh darn it. This gentleman wrote a book. It's about the, um, world's fairs in the turn of the century here in America. A lot of yeah. suspicions there. And, uh, I that, guess that was fascinating by the way. Yeah, and I've been interested in that for a while, but I, I like your approach a lot better. I'm gonna have to take a look at your website and see what you got going on, Steve. Because, and I, I always, I can't preface it every time I open my mouth. But if you think I have something wrong, let me know. Like I make it so easy to contact me. I got emails, Twitter, basically every main social media. Every single page on my website has commenting available. Um, I did That's recently. Awesome. I did recently set up a start here page on my website for people that aren't familiar with it. You can just go to the homepage, click start here, and it kind of gets you started out on it. I'm still working on it to figure out like what's the best way to be able to ease people into this because it is a huge study. Like, where do you even begin to study chronology? Your um, own family. What? your own family. Yeah. No, yeah. That's one thing I've suggested is to start looking into your own history to establish it. And, um, it's, it's to make it a little bit more personal or maybe your city or your country or your continent, but find something that really interests you and then start pursuing it from there. But be aware that you need to have methodology and it's, there's so many data points out there that, with my website, I've definitely learned over the last two years on how to organize information and how to be able to quickly be able to see exactly where my information comes from. So when you see my new articles, the ones that I've published in the last six months or so, 
basically everything that I have on there that's taken from somewhere else has a citation right after the sentence. And so you can see what the number is. If it's from a book, you can see the page number. You can go and check it to see to make sure that I've got it correct, that I didn't miss anything. I do my best to represent people's scholarship as uh, best I can. So I do take a lot of time to sit and read it and try to comprehend it before um, speaking on it or trying to tell other people what it says. And yeah, the World Fair stuff is interesting. I'd be interested in checking out that book. It's, yeah. I, I haven't been too impressed with any of the arguments for it. It's, it strikes me like mostly it's people that say, look at these pictures, at the World Fair, how, why would they do this? Um, but well, my I, I haven't is, been exposed to uh, it. Being in construction and then um, in 2018, uh, working here in St. Louis, Marriott Hotels bought half of St. Louis. <laughs> they just took all the derelict buildings, which happened to be very historical buildings. Uh, St. Louis is an old city. Anyhow, um, I got put on a job. I spent a year there uh, doing demolition and then um, rebuilding it. But it was a Union Trust building, very famous building here. It was built in 1896. Uh, it was purported to be St. Louis's first high rise at 15 stories. But which is what's so funny about it is as all this is unfolding and people are looking at this stuff, I'm actually in a building seeing, I mean, I know that building from the sub basement, watch it get stripped to nothing, everything. And it was, it was interesting to watch like uh, a lot of these people do their work, you know, the John Levy's and, and all that, because, you know, what they accomplished back then is, is pretty impressive. We can't do that stuff today. I mean, you don't, it's, it's, you don't think we could set that up today? The world fairs? We could, but we're missing something. So either we're not as intelligent as we were a hundred years ago, put it that way. We weren't as organized and I'm not saying it's not possible at all. I just like to know. I could see um, that. Right. I, I'm not like, opposed to the idea either. I mean, those buildings do look pretty legit. Like, <laughs> From the pictures, they do look pretty real. Our uh, our education system must have been completely different. Um, you know what I mean? Stuff well, like that. Yeah, it was completely different a hundred years ago. It's it's changed a lot. That you get illiterate college students nowadays who don't know how to read or write well. A hundred years ago, that wasn't the case. The nope. literacy in America has dropped as it's arisen across the globe. And I think it wasn't. Even in the 1970s, potentially, I could be wrong on this. I think this is um, Robert Wilson reported on this. I have checked statistics on it, but there was 1970s that only half of the world was able to read and write. Nowadays, it's like 90, 98% or something. But American society in the early 1900s, most people could read and write. Like almost everyone knew how to, but nowadays yep. it's dropped significantly. Um, not well, there's reading comprehension as well. You can read and write, but can you comprehend what you're reading and write? Right. You know? And even the, I've struggled with that a little bit when I first started getting going on some of this. And that's why I've um, upped my methodology for citations. To And I've uh, sat down. I think it's philology is the study for the love of languages. And nice. um, philology is the to quote somebody's teacher's teacher's teacher um it's the art of reading slowly and really taking it in and understanding what you're reading and multiple times as well multiple times 
and not just like multiple times because you read the paragraph and you're like, what did I just read? And you have to read it again, but like reading it and understanding it and reading it again to make sure you understand it. Exactly. Wonderful. Letting it soak in. Yeah. And guys, just a heads up. We're, we've been live for a minute now, but I just want to say hi and let everybody know, you know, what's up out there. And uh, yeah, we got Steve, Steven Sorensen joining us. Um, I'll be back on the second again. We'll get James yeah. in here. Yep. When this was just the chill stream last minute type thing. <laughs> this is chill stream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if y'all have any questions um, for Steven or anything, just hit us up in the chat. Are you working on a book, Steven? Yeah, kind of. Like, I have all these different ideas for books, but for so this is what I was thinking was a good way to go about doing a book is to write an article get it published in a journal, be it peer reviewed or not. And then from that, I can refer to the published article in the journal and bring that to the book publishers and be like, look, this is kind of a summary of what I'm writing. If you guys are interested in it. Um, so I haven't written any articles like that. Um, like there's so many things that I could write books on maybe short books, like 25, 50 pages, but yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe I'll wait a few more years Well, originally I didn't want to write books because once it's written and published, and then if I want to change something in it, I have to make a new edition or revise it. And I want to really understand exactly what I'm writing about, have a wide view on it and fully comprehend it enough that I wouldn't be able to put everything into one book. And so um, I'm thinking possibly towards my later 20s, early 30s, I'll start publishing books. But until then, I'm going to keep working on my website and studying the stuff and um, trying to get more people interested in it. So this is my impression. I'm, 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 I'm actually impressed because uh, earlier on, you're talking about you're an, you, you're an autodidact. You are self-taught and... There's a, for me, that's very attractive because that's me too. I, I got my GED, you know, I'm not college educated and these are the things that fascinate me. So if uh, I had some kind of small book or article I could turn to, you're very objective too. You seem grounded and you, I still haven't heard you at all say that you uh, have any convictions other than you're just suspicious and you're curious. I'm definitely convicted like, in my suspicions. <laughs> yeah. And me too. I don't, I'm not trying to come to some conclusions yet. I haven't really come to any conclusion yet, but, uh, if I knew a better way to study this, you know, cause what's important to me is my family. I, before my father passed away, he was, uh, this was back in, I don't know, early two thousands with the internet. It was, um, getting our family history. He was writing a book about our family history and he was the guy up in, in St. Louis, you know, doing microfilm, um, you know, to find information. Spent almost 10 years, didn't finish the book. I have it. They got a lot of work done. But just uh, going back to my um, my great-great-great-grandfather, his son, and his brother, you know, who uh, left St. Genevieve, Missouri, and went north to St. Louis, Jefferson Barracks, and signed up for the... Um, um, Missouri 82nd Infantry Division for the Civil War. And I can trace that. He can trace it too. Now they've got Ancestry.com, Fold3, 
they've put a lot of stuff in archives and I was able to find actual documents with my family members, um, handwriting their everything, you know, um, it shows where they were all that stuff. And, uh, but I had trouble because I didn't, I don't have the organization skills. I don't know if there was a study guide or something or, or something you could, um, put out help guys like me bug me about it hit me up and send me emails to keep reminding me because i got so much on my plate but if people keep bugging me um i remember no it's that's an important thing um to be able to do that and i have put out some study guides i put out a guide on how to do provenance research to help out with establishing the history of these manuscripts but as far as like looking into um how to establish your family history i haven't put a whole lot of time into that i i did look into my own records i've traced my lineage my legal lineage back to uh uh, some frankish general from the fourth century bc but even that is suspect um as to how legitimate any of that is right i'm supposedly related to jesse james the train robber it's like my one claim to fame but even that's only even that's through legality i'm adopted so i don't know anything about my father's side kind of know about my mom's side but not too much um but i was i was raised by my adoptive parents so they're pretty much the people that raised me and i know more about them than i do about my biological family just wait just wait if you get the itch when you get the itch Uh, my like it's a it's it's weird it's obviously probably different for everybody but um like my ex-wife um it was it was an interesting journey to go on with her um through like like not finding but figuring it out later later in life and it it was just definitely something i would never trade in like an experience you know what i mean like because i kind of had we had like a similar thing a little bit you know like whatever i'd never met my biological father kind of thing up until or pre like 2012 so there's years that we had that in common where it's like oh i wonder i don't know and then yeah so it was just interesting once she decided to finally kind of decided she wanted to go after it if you if you know what i mean and yeah so it's fascinating to um, just, just the other week, I finally decided I wanted to figure out who he was. I found his name, and then it took me maybe 20 minutes to find his home address, his phone number, his business. He's got a wife <laughs> now. and There you go. I don't know I if I want to bug him. I my biological father, who I was talking about. So, yeah, it's pretty common. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, family history, that's a good spot to start. But, yeah, no, Snake, don't feel bad about bugging me at all. Um, it's... Like legit, the reason why I would tell people to bug me continuously is just because I do get sidetracked and I focus in on my own thing, but I liked your suggestion. So I wouldn't be telling you to bug me if I didn't want you to. Well, okay. Cause I'm, I'm very, uh, again, I'm interested in this stuff. I've been following it for a while. So what I'm seeing is this is just my perception. You know, you got guys like Howie right now on the circuit. A lot of these guys, the John Levy's and all that stuff. But you, you're very unique, again, in your objectivity, your, your study skills. I think you could hold your own with any conversation with any of these gentlemen, and we could probably learn a lot more if uh, you put out some kind of book or pamphlet. Like, that's what these guys are doing. 
and they're getting I got, attention. I got my website. It's basically a book. It's yeah, a book I'm gonna look now. Changed. There's, yeah, I've published a ton of articles. I think I'm over 800. So there's quite wow. a few different points that you can get into. Um, yeah, just hit the start here button, and you'll be able to explore it really easy. Um, check cool. out those articles that I got there. Yeah, John Levi is interesting. He's got a lot of uh, interesting content. I'll say that. I don't know how much I agree with everything he puts out, but he he also kind of keeps like a um, detached type approach. Like he doesn't he he brings up ideas and lets you decide on how legitimate they are. At least from the stuff that I've looked into. Are you doing any field work? Like, is there anything? Uh you ever go on any expeditions to because like geography again you know you're talking about the profile you know if you're going to trace anything it would be land buildings properties stuff like that have you ever gone in and done any field work to follow up on any of your studies i don't really have money to be traveling around doing any of that but if i ever get the support yeah that's definitely something on the agenda to get out there and do that but for now it's uh on what I'm, I'm limited to working from my spare room. So, Oh, we need to get you out there, dude. If you got any uh, places you want to go like on the top of the list. Yeah. I'd want to go to Italy. I'd want to check out Herculaneum. Um, I have a sea truth goals thing. You can kind of check out what my game plan is for the long term here. And uh, eventually I'd want to buy a nice plot of land and put a school down with a museum and uh science lab and get a garden and a library and uh basically be a nice hub for scholarship for independent researchers to come to to discuss and share their ideas and then also once that's established uh, you can make money off of that to fund archaeological uh, excavations on sites that are at risk so the reason why I came up with that idea was I wrote, sometimes I write news articles, I report on recent discoveries or current events related to history and chronology. And earlier this year, there were 67, I think was the number that they reported of pre-Columbian Native American sites that were going to be destroyed because they're building yes. a pipeline. And... Um, they were only going to be able to uh, briefly excavate like 14 of them or something. And so it'd be great to have uh, the public support to be able to fund archaeologists to go in there and record what's there and do like emergency excavations. And um, as far as field work goes, I would love to head those and check it out firsthand to be there um, to be able to see these things uh to report on them so yeah field work is definitely in the game plan as soon as the budget allows but right now uh i think i just got up to 80 dollars a month on patreon so i'm really thankful for all the support i've gotten there and uh i don't get too many donations but is i figure if like if a college degree takes like four years and then that's what you use to get a job, I'm two years deep on my website. So I figure two more years out from here, we'll see where I'm at and <laughs> see how everything's going. I am in college though. Um, I am pursuing a history degree. And so as far as being, uh, what'd you say, autodidact? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. 
as far as being an autodidact, I, I guess I would identify with that term. I haven't really learned much from my courses at all, except for just how screwed up the schooling system is, <laughs> how much time you have to waste to get a degree in history, and then just how little they actually teach you that's full of substance. They teach you about primary sources and secondary sources and scholarly sources, but they don't really teach you about how to look into that stuff and where these ideas come from. Um, I've been, I spent some time looking into the history ideas. So uh, actually, yeah, it's kind of weird. I posted on my Facebook the other day, the question, who is the father of history? And like, I was expecting some mm, out there answers, but I got some really out there answers. And like, the majority of people gave me out their answers. Like I think only a couple of them gave like the traditional answer. And then the, whenever I would ask why it's just, I don't know, it's tradition to say that. Um, and so kind of what you were talking about earlier with repetition, it doesn't matter how many times you repeat something. It doesn't make it true. Cicero is the one who called Herodotus, the father of history. And as far as he calls him the father of history in one spot and as far as I'm aware, the next person to mention Cicero's ref reference to Herodotus as the father of history is Plutarch in the 1300s. And even that, Plutarch only mentions it one time in a single work that we can't really trace until about 100 years after him. And so to say for certain that Cicero called Herodotus as such, it's sketchy ground. <laughs> And then that goes the same with just about all of them. You were talking about geography. Uh, aside from chronology, geography is the other leg that history stands upon. Chronology gives the order of past events and geography gives the location for these events. So geography is important. Fieldwork would be awesome to go do, but I do not have the money for that. Where are you located? Michigan. Dude, there's all kinds of places you could be around in Michigan. Yeah, like, uh, what would you recommend? Well, starting off with native. Well, for instance, here I'm in um, Missouri, central Missouri, south of St. Louis. Uh, just uh, a few miles down the road, we have Mastodon State Park, and they call it Mastodon State Park because they found mastodons. But even more than that is the uh, what they claim to be ten thousand year old American Indian artifacts. We call them all kinds of arrowheads and stuff around here, but those those types of sites are usually on private property or, you know, you can get wind of it from construction workers walking your creeks. There's just not much I'd be able to do on a site like that. Like I don't know to, to take samples and run tests. I could look at it, but looking at it, it's not going to be able to do much. Have um, you ever held an artifact in your hand that you've picked up on your own? Yeah. We found arrowheads and stuff before. That's that's all I mean. So that's just an example. They're everywhere. Being construction up in St. Louis. When I was in the Union Trust Building, and I, this company I worked for um, went bankrupt because they were mostly used to doing demo jobs on anything 50s and older. This was an 18 building in 1896, and uh, you know um, it was famous for its Laredo's diamonds. Okay, it was a mafia building, but there was a uh, a whole half the basement, the sub basement was sealed shut since 1982 and no one knew about it. We broke through there. Do you want to talk about an archeological experience, even though it was from 1982, this is field stuff. 
I mean, the first thing I saw when I walk in, I was one of the first guys to walk in, was a uh, newspaper sitting on a um, table. It was a World Series, 1982 Cardinals. It, it just, it intrigues you. It gets you, it's the hands-on stuff. So whether or not in Michigan, there's got to be places you can go, maybe even investigating some of these old abandoned buildings. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I can leave that to other people to do for now. Oh, he's still that interested. <laughs> he's like, no, there's just so much still to cover for the basics of like what history is founded upon. Where do these ideas come from? And that takes so much time. I'd as, as much as I'd love to go explore abandoned buildings, I'd rather be in the library archives that I don't have access to yet because you have to be a student at a specific college or you have to go through a bunch of hoops to get the books loaned out to your own library. Um, You're a scholar. So here's another example. Uh, We're on a job site, just uh, boring. Under, I bore underneath. I'm a tunneler. We bored underneath a small job. It was along an old road up here in uh, North County, St. Louis. I didn't realize how old it was, but this rail line goes back to uh, late 1800s. And uh, in between the wood line and the road, I went to take a leak, and I look over, and there's this funny-looking clear bottle. I went and picked it up, and I was like, this looks old. Took it home. The mark on the bottom of it dated it to be a pre- prohibition beer bottle and it was just sitting up on top of the dirt like it i don't even know how it didn't wasn't buried under leaves it had been there for what 100 years pre-prohibition so i mean it just intrigues me this is history it's all over but we're just not looking you see what i mean yeah and it gets destroyed all the time too like with the pipeline being built with your demolition work how many bottles have been destroyed from that? <laughs> we just seen the Union Trust building. We were doing four, five, six uh, dumpsters a day <laughs> in that yeah. building. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's definitely something to get into. I, I've talked to some archaeologists, but I don't know how much up my alley that is. I, yeah, like I was saying, it's just it takes so much to learn just about the basics of it, much less to condense that for to create a curriculum. Like I was saying, there's no degrees in chronology. So there's classes you can take. Like I think the PhD said he had to take one class in chronology, (laughs) one class in chronology. Like, come on. Good Lord. That's it. Um, I was going to say, there are a couple of questions from the chat. Um, Let's see here. Um, Gaius asks, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, Fomenko thinks nowadays Istanbul is ancient Troy and Jerusalem. Would Stephen concur? And that's one. And then two is I also read in Fomenko that the New Testament was written before the Old Testament. That, uh, yeah, and would Stephen have any thoughts about that? Maybe for later? Yeah, Yeah, Gaius, um, as far as Istanbul is ancient Troy and Jerusalem, Again, that I would want to get the professionals to check out the validity of Fomenka's new chronology um, in a non-biased, constructive criticism type way that addresses the fundamentals of it before I can concur or agree with Fomenka on any of it. Um, I've been going through it line by line a little bit to gauge the authenticity. And so far, he gets more right than wrong. But... 
it's so for arguments, you have your premises and then you have your conclusions and you could have all your premises correct and still get the conclusions wrong. So Fomenka could have everything right and then still botch it on <laughs> what he thinks actually happened. Um, so yeah, I, I'm interested in still getting people to look into that more. As far as you reading Fomenka saying the New Testament was written before the Old Testament, I actually would like a citation for that. <laughs> um, to just, I would just like to see exactly where it's at. I, I've definitely said that myself before that Fomenka says that. And upon thinking back on it, I was like, where does he actually say that? Because I do have an article that talks about when the Bible was written according to Fomenka. And it looks like he says that parts of the New Testament and parts of the Old Testament were written simultaneously. And so it some parts of the New Testament were written before the Old Testament, but also some parts of the Old Testament are um, uh, contemporary. So, I've heard that. Uh, read. Yeah, if, if you can remember where you found that, drop the citation in the chat for anyone, and that would help me to not have to search it down myself. <laughs> so yeah as far as uh that goes i did i did um my own thoughts on the when the bible was written i think for certain we can say it was around in the 14 1500s but prior to that it gets a little hazy as far as where were these manuscripts at that, that's kind of another thing too where it's like um you could you know speaking about the vatican the archives and all that shit it's it's literally yeah it's like um uh how big of a pain in the ass it seems to be um people want to act like it's super secret uh yeah that's just fun you know what i mean kind of shit it's like it is and it isn't you know what i'm saying like if you're a scholar and you, you like you know like you were saying you have you have the bona fides to get in there you'll get in there you don't necessarily have to be a freaking doctor is in diana waspasalka's book she's you know proves that um but at the same time um it's just fascinating. Like you'd have to be so specific with your request and you know, because just, it's, and that's also like a fun little plausible deniability kind of thing as well. Like, Oh, well, you know, I don't have to go search for that to technical, you know, or just, I could see the, the lazy archivist just, you know what I'm saying? Like shit, you've run, you know what I mean? Like that'd be a good comedy skit. Like, <laughs> Oh man. That's a, that's actually a, a really good sketch. Like um, goes around the corner. Yeah, he's like lights his cigarette. He's like looking at the clock. Okay. Like puts it out. Comes back to the desk. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. I couldn't find it anywhere. <laughs> I'll, we'll, I'll we'll get somebody on storyboards for this one. Um, but no, seriously, dude, it would be. Oh, that'd be too funny. But yeah, I mean, it, it's such a vast network, and I can't remember exactly how many miles. I can grab the book and find out, but or probably just Google it. I got the YouTube chat up now. He's saying someone's asking where the Dead Sea Scrolls fit in. And really, it's still up for debate. Um, we have provenance for the Dead Sea Scrolls in the mid... Well, no, we have provenance in the mid-20th century. And prior to that, Wait a minute. we don't know. <laughs> Mysterious Wait, case. Was it, wasn't it the 19... Yeah, 20th century. 1940s and 50s, yeah, I think. 44, I felt like, or something like that. I feel like... But I'm yeah. wrong. Yeah, whatever. I, I, okay, yeah. Yeah, the Qumran caves. And um, I have a funny 
I do too. I have a funny quote there somewhere on my Instagram. I think uh, basically they're talking about the provenance of it and they're saying um, the best thing we can do for provenance is if this guy says it's from this cave, then it's from this cave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is not good provenance. That's not solid. And the fact that basically there's no mention of them anywhere. Like there's no note that they were hidden here by someone or when they were that's why it's all dated through carbon dating and through paleography i think and um both of those are still up for debate as far as how valid they are if you think they're not please contact me i'd love to have a discussion but i still haven't found any radio carbon dating experts on the internet that are willing to have a level-headed discussion about it same for just about any historical discipline show me a paleographer that's publishing on youtube i would love to talk to them about how the discipline of paleography developed and um how do we really know exactly what this stuff is based on how can we actually date something to the second century because it's well we already had this one document that dated to the second century and it looks like that one so we're gonna put this one in with that one and say they're all from the second century um it looks alike so of course it's the same thing um which I think that's what it boils down to. And if my ignorance is showing right now, please speak up because I'm two years deep on my website here and nobody has spoken up whenever I say that. It seems, yeah, that seems to, that seems to be the, the case that, well, through this whole field, I mean, what, yeah, like five chronology experts that, that PhD could think of, right? You said or something along those lines. He said he could think of five. He named three, and none of them are up to my standard. There you go. So I mean, this is this is shit, man. But maybe there are chronology experts out there. They're just hiding under rocks. It's a, yeah, <laughs> the invisible the invisible college is another invisible college, right? Yeah, no, right. that's what I that's what I was I was joking with a friend the other day about it. Like maybe there is a secret society of chronologists out there, and they're watching me, and they know <laughs> they're like, we're gonna let this guy keep going independently, so that we can say it was an independent study. We're not gonna help him at all, and he came to the same conclusions as us. But that's all hypothetical. No, no basis for that. <laughs> right. And it, it, well, yeah, and there's that. It's just yeah, and then we got Corky in the chat, uh, Randall Carlson. I mean, he just does different. Yeah, on the on the history of floods. But I mean, Tataria, yeah, is is interesting. It's a so what is what was your first thought when you heard uh, the Great Reset get into the lexicon of our? Uh... Oh yeah, inserted into our living language. <laughs> yeah, when did that get inserted? Uh, within the last few months. <laughs> nah, it's been more than a few months. Yeah, it has, yeah. It's, uh, I have a few articles on my website. 2019. Oh, well, here we go. I can comment this in the live chat. I got the YouTube up. There you nice. Go. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, yeah, we're, I don't know about the old world, new world thing. You're talking about Tartaria and mud flood stuff? Any of it, just how it's how we've gotten here but um our topic last week i guess oh it wasn't last week but right now that Klaus throb and uh i was slipping through his book COVID 19 and the great reset so you know books are being written on it oh uh, yeah yeah i saw that episode i saw part of it i didn't see the whole thing 
but it's all this. I mean, they've been talking about this. I was, there's, there's, there's plenty of evidence, and it's not. It's, it's. Someone asked me earlier um, if I thought. I, I want to be specific. Actually, I can't remember. I think it was something along the lines of um, if I thought that certain things had been or if they no it wasn't it was actually no, no, i remember it was something about the long about the mandela effect or something like that it, it was on twitter i think it was an smq thing and it just feels wrong where was it um oh yeah just said something along the lines of um the the big reset documentary a year ago almost like they predicted the future and SMQ said great documentary don't ask me for a link find it yourself all the information is there if you can't, if you can't find it there's a good chance your ancestors are embarrassed by you <laughs> I feel like I've just found some weird inconsistencies it's just so backwards I know to the Mandela effect theory mainly the pre-programming aspect as we have seen um, the proverbial the they love to and have and have to announce themselves on a level like that of a vampire being welcomed into the domicile. Um, not that this hasn't been said before, but I mean, it's just like you stop with the freaking um, oh, like that is like the dumbest thing. Like, but the Berenstein Bears is like that's I have that in the closet here somewhere. So I mean, like, I'm prove it. I'm not kidding. If everybody wants to watch me dig, I will. I'll do it. It's gonna be obnoxious, but not kidding. Um, so that is what it is, and I don't think it's there's nefarious nefarious things afoot with that too much. Um, I've entertained it just like anybody else. Oh look, it's Gregory. Yes. Ding dong, Gregory. Trans Hitler. Here we are. Oh man, Melvin. What's up, Greg? Hey, what's up, everyone? Hey, buddy, you're really loud. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Yeah, I'll be back in two seconds. Take your time, Paul. Is that better? It's beautiful. Sure. Are you sure you're not playing Perry Como's Christmas album? What? You sure you're not p playing Perry C Perry Como's legendary Christmas album from 1955 on vinyl? No. That's how sweet you sound. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't get the reference. I'm like sorry. Cro crooning? I'm a bit slow today. That's the only crooning I can tolerate is like Perry Como at Christmas. No Como. No Como. No Cuomo. <laughs> no Cuomo. Glad we don't live in New York, dude. <laughs> uh, that guy's a real piece of shit, isn't he? Uh, Corky. Yeah, he's a real, real champion, actually. Um, Thank you, though, because... Uh, uh, Oh, the name. Oh, and the phrase makes sense. I'm sorry, I'm piecing, parsing this out right now like a jerk. But no, wait, it wasn't from Britain and we've written documents channel. I feel like it was, but that's okay. But that's me. The name is why you're here. If that's what you're trying to tag, which would be. But I'm David Barsky, just as a heads up. Cool. <laughs> and, Cool. Unless you're saying the name is cool, which thank you, it came to me out of nowhere, and it's fun. But yay, Merry Christmas, right? Yes, yay. Merry Christmas. So, um, how's your week been? Good. Good. I went through a drive-through 
nativity scene, which was interesting. And uh, <laughs> that sounds fun. Guess what? John Brisson was doing that tonight. Shout out, John. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, guess what? I what happened after I went through it? Saw a fucking UFO. Yes. Uh, yeah, an orange orb, orby thing doing. First, I thought it was an airplane or something, Maybe but like legit, because I've almost seen, I've seen three literally over the past seven days, ten days. I've gotten three. Okay, I'm not kidding you guys. Interesting. I'm not cutting you off, but I have to say this: I've seen three, and each time, I've had witnesses with me, and I've pointed it out and said, "What the hell is that?" And everybody's going, "Yeah, what the hell? I don't see it. I don't see it." And then they see it, and they go, "Yeah, wait a minute, what is that?" And then it's an airplane and it just looks whatever so right <laughs> literally just for the first time in, in my life let alone where i've gone holy shit what is that you guys and they're not rolling their eyes going it's just barsky um, <laughs> it's literally they find it see it go what the hell what the hell i mean we're talking people these are friends since i was literally like 15 16 years like you know what i mean so they wouldn't they'd give credence to it for a long a long enough time to where we're like almost driving for a mile or less a little less than a mile and then all of a sudden it's no it was a plane weird that didn't look like you know what i mean kind of thing mm-hmm. so just saying that's just whatever so i don't i already cut you off and i'm already rambling oh no no it's fine it was just i mean i thought it was a plane at first but it moved then stopped then moved again then stopped how high up how high up um like not that high up from the mountain range so I, it's always hard, it's hard. I mean, cause like I went out kind of deep. So like where, where I was at, there's this, there's, so there's Reno and then there's sparks. Sparks is like the Illuminati version, like side of, or Shelbyville of <laughs> that area. Okay, right. Like it's like all pyramids and like Masonic stuff. It's a whole nother story all together. But like we went to a farm. So it's out kind of like in the boonies near pyramid Lake. And, uh, and, uh, so it's really dark. So, but yeah, we just saw something flying around with orange so it wasn't blinking family were they in the vehicle yeah it was, it was right after we saw the, so the, the synchronicity was that because so you know since the corona you can't go anywhere so that we're dri- driving through this like uh lane of cars and there's like 40 of them where you are like you're not in lock lock we're not on lock no we're not in lock lock but everyone's complying what um, lying? There's no lockdown. Like we're not on some lockdown here. I I know, but they're complying. Mind control is people control. Forgot Thank you. I mean, yeah, yeah, this is weird. Like, but I get it. Callie's on some weird shit, but um, you're in Nevada. Well, we're we're kind of like new. Well, we're new California. Like everything actually during this whole period got genderfied. Like in eight months, like they like completely redid the whole midtown downtown area, and it all looks like Berkeley. Because I lived in Berkeley, so I know <laughs> they even made the streets smaller. I don't know why they would do that because we have more people now. But they're like, yeah, let's make the streets smaller, and uh, you know, the sidewalks large. But anyways, I didn't mean to interrupt though. Oh, no, I want no. This is good. This is a good digression too. Could it have been a Chinese lantern? I guess it could have, but it moved really fast and then stopped okay. and then moved again and then uh, Steven, stayed still. I don't know if you've heard what's transpired since you stepped away for a moment but our friend greg here bucephus steven steven bucephus nice to meet you greg sorry whatever likewise um he was out with the family earlier and, and he was in reno you want to tell him uh so we were going through a drive-through uh nativity scene which was funny in itself i thought it was pretty funny because it's like you know you can infer how that's funny but um 
right when we nativity. <laughs> like everyone be stay safe. Jesus, you don't you don't want to give him um the, the corona. Um <laughs> yeah, like he'll wear a mask, sure. You know, what leopards? No, no, he wore a mask. Um Lepre- yeah, oh. lepers? <laughs> so the synchronicity was though, right when we passed the where they had this like big star lit up, that's when I saw the UFO. So to me that was like some weird sinky stuff. I don't know. So what were the reactions of everybody in the... Well, my wife saw it, and and we were both looking at it, because we're going like two miles per hour through this thing, because we're just in a line of cars. And I was like, what the hell is that? And then like my son put on the... He was like, because my son's just turned... He's going to turn two, like in two days. So we have him in the front, and he's like pushing all the buttons. And I had my my CD player. You know, I still have a CD player. But in there, um, you can't not have one, right? Well, well, they had this like audio version of the nativity scene, which was oh, you tune in, right? Yeah, you tune. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, so he pushes the button and it starts playing Ohm. I don't know if you heard that band. Yeah, you're playing Ohm. (laughs) Yeah, so it starts playing Ohm. Way stupid. Yeah, so I was, I was like, oh, that's that's weird. Um, so like it set the mood. What? Who are you talking to? (laughs) Well, I figured you did. I just Ohm is in your CD player. Yeah. And I forgot I was in This is what I'm saying, Aaron. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, I digress. It's a good but, uh, digression into Ohm. So Ohm got abducted after that shortly, and they put things <laughs> in the <laughs> Damn it, Whitley. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that that's just random. And I was saying, though, Greg, digressing harder. I am. Further well, and further. But... um. <laughs> that I had seen three, like literally three objects in the sky that were literally had me and multiple witnesses dupe driving this is the past seven to 10 days. I'd say no joke. Like, you know what I mean? Kind of just like, what the hell? And literally trailing it for a minute going, what is that? I don't know. I was like, what the hell is that? And then all of a sudden it's a plane and it's just not whatever. So I was weird. Not weird. Whatever it is. Have you seen Starlink yet? I've seen it in my Night Sky app that I, I've used to track certain things and make sure that I'm I'm not I'm seeing when I think it's Mars and I it, it's oh there's there's good old Lucy. And there's a woodcut from Nuremberg, fifteen fifteen, where they had a, a supposed event. I don't. We've all seen it. They use it, but. When I saw Starlink, and it was April 15th, 2019, I was actually on a Zoom chat with like Andy Kaufman, all these friends of mine anyway, and uh, they they kind of witnessed me watching this, and my family saw it, but it was Starlink, but it was more. So Starlink, it, was, it had to have been 80 to 100 of these things just going in a straight line, and I had no idea what Starlink was, so it freaked me out at first. And on the Zoom chat, everyone was like, oh, that sounds like Starlink. That was my first introduction to it. But the thing that I can't explain was uh, one of them broke formation, made a 90-degree turn, which my daughter witnessed with me, right out of formation. And then every other star in the night sky started moving, too. It was, it was, uh, yeah, it was an experience. But the best way I can describe it is looking at that woodcut from Nuremberg. 15, 15, I think it was. Same month, too. 
I've got the some kind of phenomenon. I have the references here to grab it out of a book, I'm sure, but I don't. It's a phenomenon. I don't know. You know. Um, have you got like I don't know if I, any of you guys have checked out at those like AR, um, apps or whatever of the night sky and all that stuff, but like it's it is in it's disgusting how much Starlink shit is up right now it's insane it is insane i don't know how like i'm i'm out kind of in suburbia here and i can like i'm just far enough away from milwaukee chicago i can't look south it's all just like gross yeah freeman flies been talking about it since he's he follows that stuff apparently he's posting on twitter all the time but we're getting two three four launches a week more than ever and that's another like the uh, weird in that Space Force shit today. Did you see that, Steven? The Guardians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is going on? Like, what? <laughs> like who's doing? Like why? Is it a troll? Feels I, like a troll. That's what I'm. It felt like a troll, right? Like it felt like, but it felt like a serious troll. It felt like, uh, like y'all are. What's the Guardians? Like oh, that's the the new. Um, the name they settled on for the yeah. new Space Force. Yeah, for some, I, we don't even know. They weren't even, I don't know how, they weren't very specific. Or I didn't care to even read any further. I just kind of laughed and said, I got to keep scrolling for some reason. Yeah, guarding us from what, gentlemen? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so like, the pro, okay. And, and I know we, like, we try to, or I try to downplay stupid garbage like the obelisk and that kind of thing and just say, well, it means something, but don't you know whatever don't miss the meaning but don't pay too much attention to it kind of thing but with this um damn it what were you just saying we're just talking about just the guardian's name oh the the guy okay so yeah so how how much i i downplay and kind of criticize silly shit like that in the news well everybody's heard the story now by now that israeli guy that went on the record talking about um how there's a, a federation, a galactic federation, this thing that Donald Trump knows. Um, he's aware of it, but can't say anything, which we all know is rehashed shit from the internet. Um, like anybody that, like, but apparently, I, Jeremy Corbell, I don't know if any of y'all watched that either. If, if you watched his actual, Jeremy's interview with the dude, with, with the, okay, he interviewed the reporter who interviewed the, Israeli general Haim Eshin Sean or some shit. I don't know. His name. Israel did not do nine eleven, by the way. Okay, I believe you. I believe you. for for five minutes. In case that comes up, then I'll change my mind, and I won't know again. Um, but no, I I honestly think like, what is really blue beam? I mean, it has been, it has been. But that seems like super last resort. I mean, it's fun to just joke around about and laugh about. But what is that? What is that? What's the relevance of that? Why? Why? Okay. I understand spreading disinformation from researching the UFO topic like a psychopath. And then, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then just being like, okay. This is why we don't know our chronology where we come from exactly come full circle here in a second the point the thing is is like so literally putting like nose to grindstone being a jerk um and just consuming and and i don't know jacques valet is the only one that's resonated like okay i feel like there's 
whatever is here is valid. Regardless, there's no speculation on, just, you know, whatever. The point is, is I think, um, what's the significance of, you know, how we we talk about like code and how things are always going to be put out in some sort of code, like with the obelisk. There's a, there's a message being sent there, right? It's like besides disinformation, right, or misinformation, or some form or fashion of that. What else is the point of, of, of even circulating such salacious trash in all reality? <laughs> and it's, I mean, seriously, for real, though, what is, what's the benefit of that? If Are we talking about the Mossad Israeli oh, story still? Or yeah, are we yeah, talking about yeah, yeah. No, I'm in saying general. there's relevance to this, and I feel like it's almost for fun, for, like, esoteric purposes, for, de- for like, co- decoding, like, not decoding necessarily, but kind of trying to pick out some sort of um, what 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 could that possibly uh, what message could this be conveying? Well, I don't know. The people we're talking about specifically are claiming that Jerusalem is theirs. Well, you got Fromenko who says that Jerusalem is actually located in Russia. We know that up until <laughs> they ended that. up where they're at, you know. They were looking at Africa. He says, he says Jerusalem's like, a place name and that there were a bunch of them. He says that yeah. the Jerusalem described by Josephus was in Russia, but that there were also other Jerusalems outside of Russia. And I led well, credence to Russia or to uh, yeah. orthodoxy. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, they're writing history with their dominance over our media and everything. Well, yeah. I mean, that's. You know, that's we don't even know. Doesn't Zeitgeist write history? I mean, that's that's how it seems to be. It, when we're not at like each like murdering when, when when the planet isn't under narrative control so to speak um, at such a such a high level I think you know like so well granted World War Two World War One the propaganda looking back is blar- like so glaring it's not even funny um, but obviously techniques get you know more and more refined. Over the years, let's entertain. Let's enter, entertain their claims that aliens are here and all that stuff. Okay. And let's just say that they landed in 1947, but because of national security and whatnot for our protection, they had to keep that secret from us. Well, whether they've decided to let us know the true history of alien landing in 1947 or not, how are we going to ever know? I mean, this is back to the chronological. The, Everything's a national. You have to go back further because the first actual, the first the first actual goes back. I mean, you you know how far it goes. It's biblical, pre pre biblical apparently. From if we want to go there, but I'm not going to go there. We'll just start in 47. Well, we could. I I feel like 1897 is the only place you can if you are going to chronologically start with the UFO topic. What do you think, Stephen? I think you can trace it back further than the 19th well, century. I'm saying, oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm saying documented anecdotal evidence that's been, you know what I'm, you know, what I'm like, I think you know where I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I was more into UFO stuff like seven, eight years ago. Same I haven't here. really I'm, I'm referring swam back in that pool for a bit. Dimension. <laughs> Jacques Vallée, like I can grab it right now off the shelf and probably pull. And I know that the 1897 airships were like the most, uh, I think in France and in America here, um, those are the most, I guess, 
like where everybody wants to it's it's easy to start at 47 because of the United States but there's stuff pre you know in Wisconsin here like there's one case that's this is the case just west of here about 55 miles is the case where the guy was handed a, a a cosmic pancake or whatever it is you know what I mean so like no joke that happened right right up the way so Got a couple of cosmic pancakes I don't think they're the same kind though <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, dude. Yeah, right. Right. That was pretty delightful. Um, but no, I, I just okay. So let's entertain it for a second, then. All right, we'll just for 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 not wasting time's sake, we'll just do. We'll say 1947. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Snake. Uh, no, I'm. My attitude is like, yeah, I'm starting to get angry because it's. it's I know. No, it's it's important to know where I come from. And I got these political agendas and these wackos like this trying to tell me that aliens are here now. It's like, yeah, oh, great. No, wait, 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 wait. So it's it's it, the way I like just from and Stephen, if you went deep into it, like really hard, I don't know, anywhere near as hard as I did back when you did dig into this topic. Um, it feels like you can. Well. I don't know. Sitchin debunks. I've debunked him early. Well, that was pretty lazy. Um, for pe- but I get why people got caught up in it. Um, Streber, I read his stuff. I read Mac. I read. I read a lot of that stuff. And then you know, taking, not getting to it, not attaching myself to any one thing, any one belief system. Saying, oh, they're from space. Fuck you. Don't don't even serve space right now with me because like no, sorry. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know how I feel about it still. So about space. So the thing is, is then you, then you strip that away and kind of have, like, I feel like the ultra terrestrial kind of thing that makes the most sense to me personally, um, than just a space narrative. Cause a space narrative is just too convenient. It's too convenient to build up our defenses you know what I mean? It's 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 so it's diabolical on multiple levels of how to build build something like space up and the fear of look what they've done with a TV, an innocent thing. It's supposed to be for entertainment. They've literally destroyed so much when we gave them the TV. Now we're letting them have space. We're screwed. <laughs> Do all they've kinds space, of horrible things. They've had space. I don't know what to make of certain. What do you? What I'm curious to know your um take, Stephen, on like. Those are such weird generalizations. Like I don't remember ever giving anyone them at least the TV. The TV was around here way before I ever was. Right. No, right. you know what I mean. They, our our, gen, our 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 technologies. I still use the TV for all sorts of stuff, mostly educational stuff. Occasionally for like right, watching there's, Netflix. There's, yeah, there's a uh, there's value to I I've very little redeeming value left for me personally. Well, I was watching the, your podcast on the TV just exactly. the other day. There's there's obviously no, that medium. You know what I mean? And thank you. Like good answer. <laughs> but James plug. Yeah, no, like that's I think most people now with TV, like say millennial, maybe even some uh, more, but we don't really watch TV anymore. 
So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Most most stuff is just streaming platforms right. now. People watch that, right. and I guess for the most part, like the majority of people already weren't spending their time on educational stuff. It was always a select few that were actually doing that, and. I love the technology. I think it's great. The only way we're even able to do this is through technology that we have. Right. It's yep. a matter of it's a matter of um, just being able to detach. It's a tool, just like anything else. Yeah, exactly, dude. It's a gun. Smash a head or it can be blow mines. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're back to um, like I mean, I'm I'm gonna take it back. We're talking about the Israeli uh, general telling us that there's aliens and yeah, like. Yeah. But my whole take on the alien thing is pretty much like the God thing. Like, yeah, if someone believes there's a God and this God can show up at any time, like let him show up and then maybe we can start discussing it. But until then, it's just this guy claiming it. If someone really thinks that there's aliens out there and they could show up at any time, let them show up and we'll take it from there until then. Who knows? Yeah. To put it into to put it into a box is your own bad. So go if you need to do that so you can go on with your life and live comfortably, fine. Fair enough. I don't need to do that necessarily. These topics are fascinating to me uh, just to entertain and speculate on. Um, but as far as it goes, I don't hold any... <laughs> I don't, I, yeah, I mean, I really don't hold any belief system. You know what I mean? It's, it's like whatever because it's clearly... I don't know. I'm aware that the ideas exist out there. I don't necessarily support them or condemn them. Right, right. But I mean, at the same time, though, it's offensive. There's, there's like a level to where this stuff gets like it starts in yeah. intelligence, and I think that's yeah. that's a that's a, a valid cause for um, uh, rebellion. That's a valid cause for dissent, and that's where people like us come in. It's like, okay, <laughs> no. You know what I mean? I guess and just calling it for what it is and not taking any kind of um, taking not taking any sta- uh, political stand, not taking any sort yeah. of anything. It's just kind of like a what this this is inherent. The integrity of our history, of our chronology, like people are always inserting. I know that's not going to go away, but, you know, we'd have a whole better of an idea a lot of the stuff that we're trying to figure out if there always wasn't some kind of agenda play, you know, and, and I know it, it sucks. It sounds paranoid and stupid, but at the same time, it's not because it, it, as long as you, it sounds paranoid when you're out, like when you're out, like uh, a Christian just found God and you're trying to uh, shake people out of their stupor. And that, that get, that's just called being tacky. You know, that's just, you're, you're being, you know, there's, there's no tact to that whatsoever. Um, it's like, for example, the yesterday when I discovered that Millie Weaver was interviewed by uh, Daniel, dark journalist, um, I was f- disgusted and I went on there and I immediately, <laughs> I immediately commented, wow, the grift, um, the poor girl, wow, she spent a night in jail, how awful it must have been. And then she ties it as like, boy, you know, she must, she knew who she was working for. Alex fucking Jones controlled weirdo opposition fucking, you know, all this shit. Then she's all worried about then blah, blah. Oh, you're whore. Oh, your story's awful. I, I, you know, like, and in the comments and I was like, this girl's just out for a grift. Look at her name, blah, blah, blah. We've all talked, you know, we know how I feel about this. You guys do. And 
the entire Q, all just all of it. Like, get out, shut up. Give a shit about Donald Trump. Like, just shut up. Um, but anyway, point is, is this one person commented and said, well, have you ever watched the Shadowgate documentary? You should. You should watch it then, or you clearly haven't, and you should learn something or something like really like like rude and i was like oh okay so that's how i was like that's a really tactful way to try to get somebody to come around to your side you know what i mean like it's really it's really weird because a lot of those types of people are they would claim to be anti-authoritarian but then they're ushering they're trying to um use their authority to tell you what to do with your time exactly it's 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 the yeah it's antithetical it's a total freaking joke these people don't like they these are the, these are the dime store queue which this is bread which is delegitimized so much alternative research and alternate like it's it's delegitimized things and then it's also polarized this community like not even community it's like whatever niche where we deal with right it's like that automatically just becomes lumped in and and if and like not to say oh but dude, I never bought Q. Not for one second. I was like, what? This is weird. I'm not going to buy into anything. Because, dude, you're an idiot if you buy into anything. Like, it's like, I might as well go confess my, uh, or not confess, uh, what would it be? Like, I may as well go to the church of, L- like, the LDS and say, I, I'm a full-blown, full-blown Mormon. Can't help it. I was born this way. I'm coming out of the closet now. <laughs> no, seriously, like, I think, like, that's... <laughs> that's the extent of it literally i mean that's that's the best way i can actually um i went looking for jesus and i found odin i was like what what yeah so here i am cool yeah whatever it's cooler than joseph smith's like enochian wannabe shit he's got going on what no not melchizedek how dare i disrespect that um ancient genius um, but no, not Melchizedek. What's Maroni? Is that his name? That's the uh, just Joseph Smith's uh, personal angel. Jesus. Yeah. That's his name, right? Gregory. I know your name. Yeah. Salt flat. This great salt. <laughs> so let's say that at a catastrophe uh, hits them, hits the world, and the only people that survive are the Mormons because they've got all the yeah. underground bases and they've been preparing. Yeah, no, I got Mormons in my. On my wife's side of family, they they all prepare. They have like at least yeah. six years worth of like food and break it off like now. supplies and stuff. They all get along. So. What kind of chronology are we looking at along. after that? <laughs> they all get along. Strangely enough, most of the time, I'm sure there's a few bastards, but I, I don't know. They got a good community. I don't. I I think right now that's huge. If you can have a oh yeah not community, yeah. and also you're like preppers. Fuck, you're doing good. You are doing good, especially when you own like all the archives, all in the DNA data banks, right? Pretty they have also one of the largest uh, uh, paper archive hedge like funds or something like that. Her. Oh, you mean our our, our friend Brendan Fugel from uh, Skinwalker Skinwalker Ranch fame, the new owner, Adamantium Real Estate. My grandma was a prepper. She survived the Depression. But was she uh, was she a follower of of Brigham? And Smith and Joseph, our, our brother Joseph. Nah, she was a scrubby Dutch. <laughs> Pennsylvania Dutch? Mm-hmm. Shot in the dark. Um, yeah, 
Uh, Maroni. Yep. Macaroni. Okay. So yeah, but no, let's finish real quick. Right. This, this, this goofy shit in the news. Okay. So the fact that a Jeremy Corbell interviewed the guy and for all of you, I don't know if you're all familiar with Corbell. Um, no. Corbell is the guy who brought Bob Lazar on Rogan. He's the guy that brought Bob, George Knapp on Rogan. He's the guy that brought, uh, never followed Rogan. Never followed Alex Jones. Is he the filmmaker? Did he do that movie about? Yeah, yeah. he did. Bob Lazar, yeah. yeah, Bob Lazar. Yep. Okay, so, and oh man, I should play some clutch, but no, I don't want to get. Yes. I know. <laughs> uh, so okay, so yeah, so he Corbell interviewed, and okay, Corbell interviewed Fravor early too, like Commander Dave Fravor, who had the t- like was the pilot for the F eighteen that has you know the Tic Tac. Blah blah off the Nimitz, blah blah blah. Um, so basically, I don't know. So, Jer- and in Jeremy's 20 minute interview, which he was pretty concise with, I didn't come away honestly. Uh, I don't know what I didn't know what to make of it, and I could tell Jeremy didn't know what to make of it, and he's the type that will literally, um, and because I, Jeremy, I, I had correspondence with him before. And he, like when he was before Skinwalker Ranch, he even got that gig. It was weird. But we were corresponding. He was super nice and blah, blah, blah. So it's weird now that. And he would always be like, I'm going to, if these people are lying to me, I'm going to switch, flip the documentary around and I'm going to expose them. You know what I mean? Like that's the whole point here. I'm just fascinated by this. And it's kind of got me by the, you know, balls a little bit here. But I can't seem to, you know, disprove any of this shit. Um, so, I mean, so he's coming at it from a, a, like, a standpoint of like, I'm gonna fuck you if you're lying, you know, in any way or whatever, if I catch any inconsistencies, like, that's why he lived with Bob, Bob Lazar, like, it was like a weird situation. I don't know. I like Jeremy. And it, it just seemed like he, uh... If he was putting out disinformation, you know, he would say, "I'm so, you know, like I'm sorry, or felt bad about it. He felt like the story needed to be told. I didn't feel like any of it was. Uh, I don't know. It was just, it was weird. It didn't mean it didn't change my view of it any more, any less. But it did. Say, I did say to myself, "There's something here." You know what I mean? Like as stupid as these the story is, I feel like there's something here that's, um, not necessarily true, but maybe i don't know like some hint but i i don't i won't say it's by means even even um 10 of what this gentleman said you know but i guess what it seems to portend would be um some blue beam type shit right when whose narrative was whose narrative is that like right now like obviously it's von braun who knows that that's what it's tied to in pop culture and in ufology but i mean what else is this well here's something with blue beam so aliens land right right do we get a new ad is it a new timeline do we Garris, you mean after yeah after this after this great reset and aliens land and all that stuff i mean are we just going to forget all our history up to this point and just be in awe of the event and they can do what they do. They'd probably call yeah. it AC after contact. Right? DC. <laughs> DC. So, I mean, there's, there's, yeah. there's your, <laughs> there might be the the reason for all that. I don't know. It's it's so bizarre. Here we are just trying to figure out. Like, 
the spell of the Genesis story out of the Bible. Like, this is new for me. This is my last year. Um, it dawned on me that I might not be at all from Adam and Eve. And I just always thought I was because, you know, it's the Bible. And I never thought that I could actually not be of Adam and Eve or Cain and Abel and all this lineage. What if my lineage is something entirely different, which I know it is, you know? I mean, can I ask you something? And I don't know, this is an open question to everybody, Mm -hmm. Um, I guess, like with the psychedelics kind of like opening things up in unintentional way if you know what i'm saying because none of us probably were like oh i'm looking for a religious experience <laughs> like i i know when i first dropped you know acid or whatever uh that was not my uh, intent by any means but the point is is um i i think uh we need to factor that is it coming from Okay, so like you know, when we, it's a religious experience. I don't know who, how many of you guys here have besides what I'm sure. Stephen, you eat mushrooms. Yeah. Okay, so you know. No, yeah, go Stephen. You know, snake, you know, right? Yeah, of course. So that experience, we now can use it in the form of like better ourselves, kind of. You know, we kind of have like that. I know when I went the last time I did that, that was fun. But more more importantly, I'm at a point in my life where I'm stable, good with this. You know what I mean? This is mm-hmm. the point is, is um, I, always, I always feel more connected to the one big breathing thing that is whatever the fuck this is, right? God, whatever you want to call it. Because um, that feels like what it is, divine. I know that much. I know it's, I know it's divine. Uh, that's, that's as far as I can really go, I guess. Um, but yeah, that connection with that divine force, whatever you want to call it, um, makes me, it confirms what you just said, essentially. Like, yeah, that, you you know, we would always assume if religious or not kind of brought up, I don't know, evolution, the school, you know, Steve, like what you were talking about earlier, schools going to determine Rockefeller putting all, you know, there's so much there's so much to unpack but i don't know again i just started talking in circles so (laughs) rambling dude it's all right it's like because yeah because this isn't this is there's a reason why people stay away from this stuff i get it you know you can wander off it's hot and then yeah it's weird like you can't like it's hard to make sense of because you're you're talking in like multiple like metaphysical like bouncing all around from, do you know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's. Well, there's many mysteries still to be found and sought and. Well, thank God for that too, yeah. because what they're trying to do to us, I'd say is they're always like, well, there is no more mystery science and everything's figured it out. Well, that, that's a crappy world to me. I prefer the mystery. That's Who's they in that yeah. scenario? The, the, they, the almighty. Like the, the per- this is like a church of the subgenius thing. You guys know what that is? Yes, I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they. That's all I can think about when people right. say they without being specific. I'm like, it's them. They're well, trying they to keep right. this from us. The Christians. Look at the Bible. You, you said Which Christians? Before. There's like <laughs> thousands of sects. <laughs> oh, my God. 
fine. Judeo Christians, how's that? Those guys are the most confused. Yeah, but even in that, there's a lot of different sects of Judeo Christians. Yeah. yeah. And even within the sects themselves, there's schisms between the members. And it's all oxymoronic anyway. Judeo-Christian. Yeah. It was like going into like Robert yeah. <laughs> and, uh, maybe logic kind of territory. That's the point. It's got that inversion factor. Judeo Christian, get out of here, dude. That doesn't, those two don't work. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, that's what I've always, I laugh every time I hear that. That's it's like a Christian Satanist. Yeah. It's like, yeah, dude, get, I, or Christian science, like, like James Hetfield's poor mom. Christian is a Christian does, but back to like, um, timelines and chronologies like with genesis you know or just you get established this is this is what they do you you would establish a creation so back to like joseph campbell and collective mythology you know we've all looked at like we've all gone through that you know you look at the sumerian creation oh that's what it is gilgamesh or you look at the biblical genesis oh yeah that or if you've ever entertained the ideas of the native americans you know Glue cap or any of these creation stories there's your timeline so i mean so it goes back to the question who am i to say there is no god well who am i to say that uh you know their creation story or, or their timeline is wrong it's wrong yeah exactly it's like that atheist thing that, we, I, that yeah we neglect all types of people it's like you what's what's the indian um you know um Bahaga Varita, whatever. Bah- I mean, that's supposed to be oh, the Baga oldest. Vida. Or Baha- yeah, the, the no, <laughs> oldest known writer. Yeah, Bhagavadita. <laughs> Reminds me of Iron Butterfly song, but um, <clears throat> that's what I mean. It's where I, I get lost. Like, so, Stephen, you're talking about, I guess, before uh, you use a lot of um, European um, Roman history, I guess, right? But what about all the others? Like, where do you start? Well, talking about Indian history and ology, um, that was mostly established by the Brits when they took over. Really? Finally, the Indians started getting in on it. And the early chronologers that got into India, they most of them were commenting on how chaotic it is and how scattered their records are. Talking about the Bhagavad Gita, if you want to try and trace the surviving records of the Bhagavad Gita, go for it. But it's wow. just, it's difficult to figure out exactly where they are, what the oldest copies are. Um, some of them weren't really preserved all that well. It's um, depending on where you're at in India, it's not the best for manuscript preservation and uh, they didn't really care much, uh, depending on who you're talking to, to keep their records safe and protected. And then most, a lot of it is legend and chaos. And Wow. Um, what do you think of Library of Alexandria? Do you, do you buy all, I don't buy all that. Have uh, they ever found any evidence of that or they just have the story about it? That's all I see. That's the thing. If there's just the story, yeah. then yeah. I don't, I don't. I don't know what to make of it. Nice. I, I remember asking around a little while ago what all what sources mention it, and uh, I don't remember ever getting too many substantial answers on that. Alexander the Great, he was he's part of the uh, Alexandria Library, right? He was uh, who's named after I think the him himself. His records are mostly scattered they come to us in fragments from copies of copies of writers looking after other writers and then those manuscripts themselves don't date until a lot later too so 
It's just really sketchy. It needs more eyes and attention on it. Wow. I just assumed that was pretty well established. The What? Um, Indian, uh, I can't say it, Bhagavad Gita, whatever. Bhagavad Gita, or Bhagavad Yeah. Yeah, Whoa, you, you thought it was pretty well established. Yeah, I didn't know it came from the Brits. I didn't even think about any of that. No, it doesn't come. It doesn't come from the Brits, but well, the datings right. trying to put that into perspective as to when it right. actually happened. It's because they largely, occupied. Yeah, uh, yeah. For, so the early people that were commenting on it, they're coming from a European perspective when they're yeah, commenting on it. Perspective, but yeah. When you get when you get to, I don't mean to cut you off, Stephen, but like when you get to that it's point, fine. it feels like. Uh, yeah, if you can, you can actually view, I think, a lot of that as how, like, you can view that situation kind of like with the Hong Kong situation. And, like, and so many, like, I, it took me a minute to put it together, actually. But those kung fu movies, you know, those great, like, the Shaolin, like, the Wu-Tang, you know what I mean? They sample all those movies, like, whatever, RZA bought all of them up and then re-released them. Those are all, the reason they have hilarious English accents from the 60s is because that's that's Hong Kong. Those are those flicks, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of those kung fu movies were done, you know what I mean, with the permission, and then that's why they had, like, exclusively English, British overdubs, you know what I mean? So it's funny to think about. Well, Asian history, Chinese history specifically is really interesting. Oh yeah, it's fascinating. It's fascinating, and they there's a popular claim that they have four thousand years of uninterrupted history. Right, but yeah, the dynamic. As far as provenance goes, and where those records are today, good it's luck, so dude. During, think about yeah, think about Mao with Mao alone, right? And the, the oh yeah, four, getting rid of the four olds and all that stuff. Dude, what think about what was lost there? What do we have? Like, I I, I don't know because we've you know we're isolated from that that part of the world. I don't know. I'm sure as a uh, scholar, um, you could go over there and study. As I know, many have. I'm a, yeah, many have. Um, but I'm sure we're, they're being shown. I don't know. I, I honestly can't say. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hold out any kind of actual opinion on that. I. For my own research, it's been incredibly difficult to try and find these fundamental records for this 4,000-year-old history. Um, what do you specifically, in general, like, what are you looking so, for when you were to inquire? So the father of history, according to the Chinese, is, uh, I'm not sure how to say his name, it's Sima Quan or something like that, Sima Qian, um, who was writing around the turn of the zero mark where we put the common era or the Anno Domini at, but his records, the records of the grand historian, it's still really difficult to locate what are the surviving records. So it's textual transmission. So let's say he did write those. And um, the guy some 2000, 2200 years ago wrote these down. How did they get to us today is the question. And yeah. typically you can't trace that prior to like 1400s 1500s and even that like the fundamental records for it potentially are available on chinese websites or other asian languages and they're not accessible to me because i'm i don't know how to navigate those types of characters on the internet but um if there's any bilingual English speaking that also speak Chinese and they're aware of that, like, please bring it to my attention. Again, this is one of those things I've been asking for for years now. And um, people would bring to me like, Oh, the bamboo shoots. And 
discovered in the 1900s. Like, come on, where were they prior to that? They're like, well, it was lost as soon as they wrote it. And then 1900s, we finally found it again. Sometimes the 1800s, oh, you can trace them too. Yeah. And then they put them into perspective based on these already the bias of already thinking they know the history of China when really it starts to become less obscure on the 1600s, 1700s. And even then it's still kind of obscure, but yeah. So as the, the original question that snake Jones had asked was outside of the Eurocentric um, worldview, there are other histories that have been written like the Indian history, Chinese history, Japanese. Um, Thank you. Yes. Even some Russian histories, but the, so for Russian history, for example, it was mostly Germans that spearheaded that. It wasn't for a while that actual native Russians got interested in it. And even then it was already well established by German scholars as to what had happened in Russia. For American history, even to talk about that, it's still really Eurocentric. They split it between post and pre-Columbian Um they used the pre, like I was talking about the pipeline that was being built earlier this year. Um, it's not ancient Native American sites that are being destroyed. They're pre-Columbian. And so it's taken from a Eurocentric standpoint. Uh, that's the distinguishing factor on how we date these is when Columbus got there and afterwards. So it was a huge mark. And it's uh, it really is really incredibly Eurocentric, uh, regardless of where you're looking at. Uh, European scholars got there and established the histories. And then, um, I mean, there were still historians at the time in these different places, but it, I don't know if you could call it a scientific approach to history. It was more so the history of their time. But again, I'm open to be being shown wrong on this. If anyone's more of an expert, um, I'm open for having these discussions, but as far as I'm aware, it's all incredibly sketchy. Europeans got their hands in it first, and we have built upon that uh, for our conception of world history. So here's a question. What, is, what would be the best way to actually record history that would be you know, in stone and paper, or what would it take? Yeah, I would probably say stone, maybe etching it into stone since that lasts for so long. But even then, like, I don't know if you could really say the best way since there's so many factors as to how history could be destroyed. Um, the records are dismantled or um, right. scratched out. So really determining what the best way to record history is, it's kind of up. It's on a case by case basis as to how you would go about that where one person's best shot is to write something into stone another person's best shots to post it on the internet. Could this be some phenomenon? Maybe even it's not even intentional because maybe there just really is no guaranteed way to keep a world history with the world we live in with earth changes or just the way it is human nature to, evolve and change or cultures maybe we're just kind of screwed <laughs> yeah. yeah we're working with missing pieces so even our own perception as to how our reality tunnels we only get a sliver of what's actually going on and then as far as history goes there's i don't know how many events occurring as we're talking right here that none of us are going to be able to receive and write down so nice 
um, it's, it takes perception that takes awareness of what the limitations are as to what we can really, uh, I take an epistemological approach to all this on how can we, how do we know things? Can we know things? And if we can, what can we know? And, um, how do we go about obtaining that information? Really what's, what is the basis for an idea? That's why I was when I, I really stressed um, when we approach a topic to if we're focusing on a claim or a question to keep it simplified into one claim, one question that we can thoroughly explore and then we can move on to the next thing from there. Uh, I, I think that's probably the best way to approach it. Uh, maybe not the best way to record it, but as far as methodology goes, I'm open for <laughs> other people's suggestions. But yeah, step by step baby steps until we can walk and run. Yeah, I mean, maybe uh, everybody's trying to go to the moon and stuff, and we don't even know our own history. Maybe we should be trying to solve that problem. I mean, we talked about the Vatican and their, their library before, but well, it's amazing that the world hasn't come together to, you know, come with a preservation of world history for real. That's the thing is that people have different interests and I support people um, chasing their interests and there's only so much time in a person's life. And if you don't want to spend any of your time looking into academic stuff, I think that's your own uh, choice to do. Like I could definitely understand wanting to chill on the beach every single day and not doing really anything other than chilling and surfing and eating. Like it sounds like a decent life to me. Um, even if you never had heard the name Constantine before, um, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a bad choice. And if you really wanted to try and get to the moon and like, that's your sole objective in life, then go for it. If you really want to do that, um, I personally want to learn about human history and where we came from and um, yep. what we can know and how these things are dated. When we see news headlines that say 3000 year old temple on earth, how is that age determined? Um, those are the types of things that I want to understand and know about. Nice. So I encourage people to join me in that because I think it's important for having a well-rounded view of what's happened in the past. And even that is history. The It takes a bit of time. People, people are interested in epistemology, even if they don't know it. Like people interested in what they know and stuff. Really the... Elethiology is the subdiscipline of epistemology, and elethiology is the study of truth or the nature of truth. And um, even if you've never heard that word, you could have years of trying to investigate the truth, what's really happened, what is true, um, without ever knowing that there's actually a discipline specifically about that. And I think it can help people to focus in on really uh grind the axe on these different disciplines so that you can trivium. use those tools to get into greater yeah. stuff yeah trivium is interesting yeah trivium is definitely a good base to start with before you move into the quadrivium and then even those are pretty limited as for their applicability that's some medieval stuff here's another concept maybe we're just not that important to even know our history <laughs> Just you get what I'm saying? I think importance is subjective. People assign importance to things. I don't know if we have any inherent importance. I know it's 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 a joke. I mean, I almost sometimes I hope 
I hope the last 30 years of American history is just forgotten forever. It was bad. <laughs> we just didn't exist. Scratch yeah, it. I don't know about that. I I think every little bit of history is important. It's kind of like the butterfly effect. Even something that doesn't seem important could eventually mean the whole world to someone else. So that kind of goes back on pursuing your passion. Find something that you're really interested in and hone in on it. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> I hope John Paul to show up properly. <sighs> this is frustrating. What are you reading? Uh, I don't know if you can lidar books. I don't think that would work. <laughs> you say Did lidar you, books? Yeah, someone's commenting in the chat. Let's lidar the Vatican Library. Dude, um, they are. We, they probably did, right? They had to have by now. Yeah. Oh yeah. We could we can use X-ray technology though to look into books without having to open them, which really? would be interesting. Yeah, I'm kind of into that now. Yeah, that's why I want to go to Herculaneum because they have those libraries that haven't been touched since Vesuvius erupted. I want to see what's in those manuscripts. Her Herculaneum. Oh, yeah, Pompeii is the famous one, but Herculaneum was even bigger than Pompeii, um, richer, at least from what the archaeological excavations have shown. Not much of it has been excavated, though. I was at Herculaneum the other day, just down the road, Missouri. <laughs> yeah, this is a different one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Vatican's bizarre, man. They, the Vatican is built on top of a, um, a necropolis. So underneath is nothing but... Is it? I don't know. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. We've had we did that episode on our X Only Picture Show, and, and that was a good topic back then. Like people didn't even know where those bodies came from; they're just there, you know. It's just a mystery. That's wild, dude. I I didn't. Damn, I didn't even have any idea. Okay, um, is there anything else that we want to touch on, guys? Or what do you, what do what do we think? What time is it? 1130. Is there any other questions in the chat? I don't have it up at this moment. Um, I'd like to see you do a circuit, Steven. You need to get out there, man. Freeman Fly, whatever well, show. Do all what? A yeah, circuit? Yeah, circuit. There's great great interviewers out there, just like uh, David here. And uh, That's you need to get out there, man. Like... Yeah. Well, he. Yeah, this is out there, and you got a channel, and like, we'll, we'll, dude, we'll totally. I'm trying to. Um, I'll, I'll refer you to Steve Mercer. He's a producer. Does a lot of. Uh, oh yeah, Steve's great, dude. Dude, he's yeah, great. Steve's Steve's awesome, man. Yeah, you totally. Yeah, definitely. Good call. Yeah, just put people on my map. I'll reach out to them or hit them up if you know them personally. Tell them to reach out to me. I'm pretty easy to contact. Well, researchers that we could put you in touch with, probably with the very either no degree of separation or one degree of literally like less than one degree of separation that we can get you probably in touch with. Uh, or you know what I'm saying, Aaron? Or we yeah, we could totally facilitate uh, or you know assist in facilitating possibly getting you I, I i don't know how with obviously with uh health restrictions being the way they are at the moment but yeah i mean to get you jay uh, widener man he'd be great because jay widener's way on the flamenco stuff and yeah why you know widener no who's this <laughs> okay he's on <laughs> flamenco no no he he's uh 
Widener is known for his like Kubrick uh, analysis um, and that sort of like he's good decoding, brilliant mind, um, good guy, you know, uh, yeah, great, brilliant researcher. Um, so he he'd be a good. There's a lot of there's a lot of cats in the field that definitely. Oh yeah. How do you spell his name? Uh, J a y w e i d n e r. He's got a YouTube channel called Reality Check right now, but um, going back with Fomenko and um, a lot of all this this history, he's he's usually on. He's got a good show. Great interviewer. Let's get the immortal, the uh, non. Wait, what is it? Uh, what's I can't. Have to send me some links to these people. Jared Murphy, bunch of people, man. Well, America, dude. Yeah, could get you in touch with Graham. Heard of them, America. And do you know John Brisson? Uh, I don't know about him. Do you know that we've read the documents channel? Uh. It's it's a uh, like he's he's quite possibly like the best researcher. Uh he's the best researcher. I like I know. I Who mean, is? Brisson. John. Nice. You think Anthony. so? Oh yeah, easily. He for like Charlie said I watched the last episode. What up Charlie? Uh of uh macroaggressions last night cuz he put it out on video. And, um, yeah, it was John Brisson and Charlie introduced him and said, this dude forgets more names and blah, blah, blah yeah. about politics right. than anybody, you know, you could have, than anybody period out there. <clears throat> so like he's, he exposed the CNP, the council of national policy, which is the equivalent of the CFR, the council for relations, uh, but the Republican version. And he's a conservative, like an open Christian and conservative, um, but he's just spot. He's cool as shit. He's great. Really sweet guy. He's been on, he was on episode four with us. Um, Let's but, check uh, that out. I miss that. It was SB. It was Billy Ray. Billy Ray kept falling out. Valentine. Billy, you should go on Billy's show too on the Infinite Fringe. Don Jeffrey. Don Jeffrey. Yes. Don Jeffries. Do you know Don? I don't think so. Dude. Don. Wait. No. Yeah, I don't think I know. Him. He wrote a book on Huey Huey P. Or. Is it, yeah, I think it was Huey Long from New Orleans. Or, or throw, the, just throw me some links after this, and I'll cool. check out these guys. Cool. Yeah, and these are all literally like friends of the show, or you know, kinds of situations. So yeah, yeah, oh, I'm open to talking to anyone. Recluse, when he should be on the farm. Yeah. Do you know Steve Snyder? Steve, he, I think I've seen him on your show. All right, Brisson Snyder. Ryan Gable. Brisson and Snyder. Gables Ryan. You're not even, he'll never, dude, he's, 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 he's whatever. We'll figure out we'll, we'll have, we'll have him on in and Kevin, Kev Baker too. We still have that date coming up soon. I'm hoping guys. Uh, I know we're going to, we're going to whore you out, Steven. You're so grounded, dude. Yeah. You're going to keep everybody from. Yeah. Yeah. Black pilling to death. Straight up. <laughs> So write that book already. God. Yeah, I don't even know what I would write a book on. It's 
there's so many topics I could touch on and I just have no clue. Uh, occasionally I think I want to sit down to write a book and then I'll research the topic and I'll be like, I got to spend some more time looking into this. All I'm saying is that you've been ahead it. of this. You've been ahead of this way for a while now and you're just like kind of seems like you're isolated, dude. You should be out in the forefront somewhat. Join the. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel pretty isolated in my study. There's uh, not a whole lot of people looking into chronology, like just the fundamentals of it. What about exactly? What about oh Jason? I could get Lindgren. Jason, I'll hook him yep. up. Jason, this that's what you, you need. Yeah, yeah. Do you have you ever listened to Crow Triple Seven? Yeah, yeah, I know Crow Triple Seven. Well, you know Jason then? Yeah, yeah. Lindgren, yeah. I'll. Yeah, I got I'll, I got some friends that put me on to him a couple years back. Have you talked to him yet? Nah, I haven't reached out. I haven't listened to him for a while, but I, I remember the name. I remember looking at it. I remember watching some of his videos a couple I'll, years ago. I'll reach out to him, dude. I, I Yeah, we, once a week or something. So Yeah, I'm about it. Hook me up with whoever you want. <laughs> I'm pretty easygoing. We're your pips. I can have a conversation with just about anyone. I don't know about that terminology, but definitely you can uh, connect me with some people. <laughs> Come on, baby, listen. Okay. <laughs> Where's my money? Let's get you back out on that avenue, baby. Let's get you on that Monday, ball. Come on. I wish I had some pimp music right now to queue up. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> I'm playing the music. You'll get banned by YouTube well, for I copyright. I don't get banned. I just get, I don't, I just get uh, I'll, I'll the shout, shout the band out and then be like, Andy, sorry. Don't know. Um, but yeah, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of people that I'd be interested in talking to. It's just uh, I I don't really I'm not um, the type to come up with. I've been on a bunch of people's shows, and when I do go on to someone's show, I usually take a couple weeks to put together like a almost like a curriculum, like show notes, um, a lesson plan, almost to kind of describe exactly what I've been going into. So that there's some fundamental points I can hit on. Like, I don't know if you guys know what myth vision podcast is. I was on there recently talking about the fundamentals of history, just briefly. And uh, I spent a bit of time prepping for that, but really even winging it, like coming on tonight, last minute, I feel like I can wing stuff pretty good. Yeah, dude. I was like, yeah, we were, we were talking and whatever. I didn't click go live. For quite a while, so three hours. Yeah, probably good though, because we were listening to some music at first. Definitely would have gotten copyright strikes on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't care though. I'm not monetizing right now with this. I'll be back though on the second. Uh, yeah, everybody we'll, come back on the second. And we'll be doing a show specifically about what I've been looking into. I'll take you guys through my website. I'll do some screen sharing. I'll talk. Oh, about that'd be awesome! Yeah. Beautiful. Um, yeah. So yeah, that'll and the January second. So that's the two year anniversary for the foundation of my website too. So it'll be fun to kind of go back over all of it. Definitely, definitely. Sure that's where I came see, from. That'll be. I, I just want to look at. Well, whatever. That's two weeks. Okay, perfect. Um, I yeah. Let's um. So where do you want to give out your uh site and your contact info? <laughs> like Twitter, everything like that while I find the uh, music. That I yeah, play. everything is uh, found on the homepage of my website at www.ctruth.today. 
that is my website. I just commented it there in the live chat. That's my YouTube channel. But if you go there, actually, I can screen share right now. Let me pull this up. I'll do a little preview, sneak peek for what we'll be doing on the second. Yeah, do it. Awesome. This is operate. Yep. Yep. All right, so yeah, this is my website. Seeking the truth about chronology today. It's, uh, I've gone through a couple of different mottos. It was originally uncovering the truth about chronology today, but then I changed it. I changed the name of the website to see truth and I changed it to see the truth about chronology today. Nice. Like, I don't know if I really have the truth. Like, the truth that I was saying was that chronology is a sketchy subject and that there's no experts in it yet. And uh, so seeking, I could keep the C and then um, this is this is pretty accurate as to what I'm doing. I'm seeking the truth every day through this website. So here's the thing I was talking about, new to see truth. You can start here, get kind of familiar with the layout of the site. I have a store if you want to check that out. I've got PayPal, Venmo, and Cash App if you want to donate. I got Patreon if you want to become a patron. I am doing this thing from now until my birthday in May. If you become a patron, you'll get a shout out and a special video. So I've actually gotten a couple of patrons so far. So I will be doing a special video for anyone who becomes a patron in the next five months or so. YouTube, if you want to hit me up there. Facebook page, Twitter, Discord, Instagram, Minds, Reddit, BitChute. Um, here's my public list of patrons. Thinkwell is just something I did when I was first starting, talking about logical fallacies and cognitive biases. I didn't keep up with that because the information is already kind of out there if you want to look into it. And I published some articles on it, though, if you want to see what I had to say, contact info. And then at the very bottom, I got some quotes about history here or quotes about chronology. Here's comments. You can comment on just about every page of my website. If you go click on this thing right here, you can read about Sea Truth. You can see what goals I have. Here's the archive. Here's what I'm kind of working on. Some of the bigger projects. Again, the public list, the patrons. Um, I've got all sorts of stuff on the side here. You can search the site for keywords. Uh, you can look through the months. So you can see how many articles I published each month. Um, if you don't speak English, you can translate it to whatever you want. Uh, oh, wow. Basque, you can have it in Basque. Uh, it's available for you. So, yeah. Yeah, I got a ton of stuff on here. But that is the website. <clears throat> reason I pulled it up was just to show you the homepage. I got all my links on the homepage. So, whichever uh, poison you choose to contact me through, it's probably on here somewhere. Perfect. Well, we appreciate it, dude. And uh, let's see. Yeah, I think next week. What is next week? The first way to be December 26th. In the world, right? Yeah, we'll see. Day after Christmas. Great reset. <laughs> what? Sorry. Great reset begins. Come on. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Tomorrow. It's the 20th now, guys. So. Yeah. My, wait, name, wait, my wait, name is spelled... Sorensen with an S E N at the end of it there. Dane like myself, right? Danish? Yeah, it is Danish. Yep, I know. Yep. And then my first name is spelled with an E. It is Stephen and not Stefan or Stefan. 
No, not, no A, just an E. <laughs> it's funny, Snake Jones and Corky there, uh, one after another. Snake butchered my last name. Corky butchered my first. <laughs> well, believe me, I, 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 it's no problem. I, I find it funny. Total, total Danish jerk as well. So, yeah, my middle name's really Danish. It's three letters. It's AIM, E H M. Yeah, that's. I have a seventh grade education. Damn it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe bang that drum. Pretty good. Right. All right. So, yep, I found the music. And, uh, yeah, I thought Greg was going to, like, spit bars over this. <laughs> all right. I can't He's like, send me that track. <laughs> I was like, all right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I... Life, man. What can I say? I'm pretty lazy. The, the crack cocaine spider <laughs> figured building webs was for suckers. So, yeah, so since Greg isn't going to spit, you know, 16 bars of death or 64 or 128, whatever. Okay, that's all I got right now. All right. Yep. We're going to call it a night, guys. So, everybody have a beautiful, oops, rest solstice, Yule. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on. Candle mass. Uh, what else do we got? What other, what other, um, what other holy days do we have? Hanukkah. Is that coming up? What? No, or, yeah, that's Hanukkah. Kwanzaa. No. Kwanzaa. Yeah. I don't play Kwanzaa. That's both fake. Um, what's, wait, what else do we have though? We've got chil- children mass was last week, right? See Drew's second birthday. It's basically a holiday. There you go. It's official. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's solstice and, and the great conjunction. Great conjunction, yes. Everybody, consult your uh, your conjunction. What's your fun? Isn't that tomorrow? Wait, it's tomorrow, right? The great conjunction, the Saturn. It's on the twenty-first. That's so, tomorrow, uh, technically. It's the tw- it's the twentieth where I am in in where Greg. Um, yes. Time zone for Christ's sake. It's but, my son's birthday, so he's gonna gain lots of power. I'm guessing. Aw. Say what? Really? Yeah, he's he's a solstice baby. That's awesome. He's a yeah, he's, uh, I think he's, I think it's uh, his uh, third time around on the on the planet. He's gaining power to fight uh, Balderock, Bal- I think he said on the on the the Holy Mountain. The last battle they had was a thousand years ago, something what? like that. Let's do it. I don't want to go into it. <laughs> you can't just. You can't just. <laughs> so the history. Let's let's go. <laughs> let's go with the chronology. Actually, of. Uh, <laughs> Oh man! Right. Um, <laughs> it's not about a magic sword needing to take his heart out. I don't know. It's it too much. Too much for this year. Volcano type shit. Heart out. Yeah, I think he throws a heart in the volcano, and then like souls get released. Something like that. Well, perfect end for twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, that won't get me kicked off Twitter, but it apparently gets our friend Charlie Robinson kicked off Twitter. Yeah, Klaus Schwab comes out after he does that, and I guess he does some incantation, and then it opens up a portal. At CERN. <laughs> At CERN. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah and then there's a, 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 a random, uh, what's it, a flash mob <laughs> of, uh, a flash mob reenactment of the 2012 opening ceremonies, the Olympic Games, just breaks out on, like, a 500-person flash mob right in, you know, right in front of Cern, you know, right next to Shiva, and then we dance the dance of destruction together, guys. Let's let's tear it down. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fight the power, 
Dr. Fauci's a terrorist. There you go. You heard him. Carrie Mullis called him a fucking nitwit dotard. Probably. He's a fucking goblin. Okay. Let's, let's, let's be honest. Yeah. I came out of the troll hole. He's not a hero. So anybody that calls him a hero, I want to punch in the face. He said that he personally in- injected Santa Claus with the vaccine too. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, oh God, that made me so I bad. want to thank the uh, editorial board at, or editorial board. <laughs> CNN doesn't have that. I want to thank CNN's uh, fine reporting, online reporting for that one or actually it wasn't even online i think it was on the, the network itself actually live probably so i, I want to thank jake tapper um for interviewing the, the the hero of the day the month the week the decade the 2020 hero of 2020 now that isn't a title i don't i, I nobody would want that title so to doc, no. the doctor fauci it goes <laughs> oh jesus Oh God! All right, everybody, have a beautiful uh, uh, holiday, whatever you fucking celebrate, you psychos, and we love you. Maybe (laughs) we'll see. Come back next week, and we'll tell you. But we might not be. We'll be here. Are we gonna do Christmas? Maybe we'll do Christmas. What's this fucking NPR, dude? Let's wrap it up. (laughs) (laughs) It is NPR. All right. Yeah, I'm just kidding. You know I love you. No, I don't, Greg. I'm going to stop the live stream now, though, so everybody... He's been trying to get on NPR for years now. Yeah, dude. How you just listen to that voice. Let's get Steven yeah, on right. NPR. <laughs> listen to that. Guys, get me on NPR. Come on. Help yes. me out here. I'm trying to get on Joe Rogan. <laughs> in, NPR is the stepping stone up really? to Joe Rogan. Straight up. Well, if we get... Joe Rogan. If we use violence, we'll get you on there. I can't get on Joe Rogan. At least help me get on Ro Jogan. <laughs> camel toe Rogan, baby. Um, cam- camel. Uh, okay. Before I keep doing that. All right, everybody. Good night. Uh, we'll see you, and uh, you'll see Steven again on the second. So, tune in then. All right. Good night, everybody. Have a happy, whatever week that you decide to do whatever you want to do during the horrible con- conjunction. All right. I think we're done.